You're listening to Mandarin from the Ground Up, where we learn to speak Mandarin by speaking Mandarin. This is Season 2, Episode 11, and it's February 12th, 2022. The other day I was talking with one of my teachers, who's been learning Arabic recently, and she was telling me how she was feeling a little discouraged and unmotivated recently. She had given herself a goal. She has a two-hour break between her classes most days, and she'd given herself a goal to spend one hour during that break studying and learning however many new Arabic letters during that time. But she was finding that recently, when it was time to study, she didn't feel like studying. It started to feel like she had to try really, really hard to force herself to sit down and learn. And she was even starting to wonder if it was worth the effort and if she should maybe give up. What would you tell my teacher or someone in this situation? This could easily be a story about finding some inner strength, tapping into that hidden reserve of willpower or stamina waiting deep inside you that you access in times of crisis, letting you rise above yourself in a heroic effort. But hold on, language learning isn't a crisis. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be interesting. You're learning a language for yourself because you want to, right? So how about we save our hidden reserves of willpower for the next real crisis and find a different way? What can my teacher do if she doesn't feel like studying Arabic? If you're trying to climb over a wall and you keep slipping and falling, one option is to just keep trying to climb it and keep falling. Or another way is to look around and see if there's maybe a way around the wall. Maybe there's even some stairs. To my mind, the key is curiosity. Curiosity is like an alternative propulsion system to willpower, but unlike willpower, it feels almost effortless. And it's much more sustainable. When you're curious about something, it might even take effort to stop yourself from learning about it. So that's what I suggested to my teacher, that she tap into her innate curiosity about Arabic. If study time rolls around and she doesn't feel like learning new letters, she can ask herself what she does feel like doing. This happens to me all the time, too. Say I'm learning French. I know I want to keep learning French, but today, for some reason, I just don't really feel excited about whatever technique or tool it is I've been using for the last few weeks or months. The more I ignore this feeling and press onward, the less and less motivated I get. Sooner or later, I start finding excuses to avoid practicing. But if I take a moment to ask myself what makes me curious, I often find an alternative. Maybe I suddenly feel like learning a French song. Maybe I feel like watching a French TV show. Maybe I want to write a letter to a long-lost friend who lives in France. Just like there's no single right way to grow up, there's also no single right way to learn a language. There are unlimited possibilities. A language is a whole world, and you get to explore it. Let your curiosity guide you. Now let's listen to the dialogue from Lesson 10 one more time. By now, the sounds should be pretty familiar, but you might be wondering what everything means. Today, we'll finally translate it line by line and complete the picture. By the way, one of the reasons I've been doing things in this order for season two, where we hear a dialogue in one lesson, learn some of the words and phrases, but then I only give the complete translation in the following lesson, 
is because I think it's so valuable to get comfortable engaging with material that you don't completely understand, and trying to use guesswork and intuition to figure things out. I also know from personal experience how frustrating it can be to not understand something. I want to encourage you to work through that frustration. But if you really absolutely hate this way of doing things, you could actually go the opposite direction. Start with the translation episode, get the full picture of what's happening in the dialogue, and then go back and learn the vocabulary and phrases individually if you want to. That's also a valid approach. Anyway, let's get started. Here's the dialogue. This是我儿子,他去年带我去日本玩。是哦,你有几个孩子?两个,一个儿子,一个女儿。那这个小朋友是谁呢?这是我的孙子,他每天都来我这里吃晚餐,很乖,很乖。对啊,很乖,他每天
，吃晚餐很乖，很乖 ，very 乖，很乖。对呀、啊，很乖。他每天吃三碗白饭。Yeah, very 乖。Every day he eats three bowls of rice. 对呀、啊，很乖。他每天吃三碗白饭。啊，你结婚了吗 ？So are you married？ 啊，你结婚了吗？还没，我才二十七岁。Not yet. I'm only twenty-seven years old. 还没，我才。二十七岁，二十七岁差不多了。你赶快去找个女朋友。Twenty-seven's about right. You should hurry up and find a girlfriend. 二十七岁差不多了。你赶快去找个女朋友，不然我介绍我女儿给你。他才大你几岁而已。Or else I can introduce my daughter to you. She's only a few years older than you. 不然我介绍我女儿给你。她才大你几岁而已。哦，好啊。哦 ，OK。哦，好啊。Hello。我车子停好了，小李在吗 ？Hello, my car is parked. Is Charlie here? Hello, 我车子停好了，小李在吗？我们在这里。We're over here. 我们在这里。小李，你喝到水了吗？小李。Did you drink water yet, 小李？你喝到水了吗？还没 ，Not yet， 还没。啊，我都忘了，你要提醒我了。Oh, I totally forgot. You have to remind me. 啊，我都忘了，你要提醒我了。我们一直在聊天。聊得太开心，哈哈。We were talking all this time, having too much fun, 哈哈。我们一直在聊天，聊得太开心，哈哈。没关系，小李，我们还是去便利商店买吧，比较快。Never mind, 小李。Let's go to the convenience store after all. It's faster. 没关系，小李，我们还是去便利商店买吧，比较快。不用啦，便利商店很远。Don't bother. The convenience store is really far. 不用啦，便利商店很远。也还好吧。It's not that far. 也还好吧。你等一下，冰水马上来。You wait a second. 
The ice water is coming right up. 你等一下，冰水马上来。那好吧。哎，小李，你在看什么 ？All right then. Huh? Xiao Li, what are you looking at? Nah, 好吧。哎，小李，你在看什么？哦，没有，只是这个是康太太的女儿。Oh, nothing. Just this is Mrs. Kang's daughter. Oh, 没有，只是这个是康太太的女儿。是哦，很可爱。Oh, she's cute. 是哦，很可爱。All right, we've completed the picture. Xiao Li and Mrs. Kang are evidently looking at the photos in Mrs. Kang's house. You might have noticed there was one word in there I deliberately didn't translate. That word is 乖 And it's an adjective that Mrs. Kang uses to refer to her grandson. Any guesses what it might mean? You could translate this word as obedient or well-behaved, but I think these two English words have a completely different connotation, and neither one does guai any justice. It's hard to explain exactly why, but suffice it to say that if obedient or well-behaved seem more appropriate to use for, say, a pet dog. Guai seems more like a cute child who charms older folks by, say, eating everything on their plate, cleaning their room, or finishing their homework. You might say it's more about playing a role well than about following commands. Now let's hear the dialogue one more time and see if any words that you didn't understand before start to make more sense. This is my son. 他去年带我去日本玩。是哦，你有几个孩子？两个，一个儿子，一个女儿。那这个小朋友是谁呢？这是我的孙子，他每天都来我这里吃晚餐，很乖，很乖。对呀、啊，很乖，他每天吃三碗白饭。啊，你结婚了吗？还没，我才二十七岁。二十七岁差不多了，你赶快去找个女朋友，不然我介绍我女儿给你，她才大你几岁而已。哦，好啊。Hello， 我车子停好了，小李在吗？我们在这里。小李，你喝到水了吗？还没。啊，我都忘了，你要提醒我了。我们一直在聊天。聊得太开心，哈哈。没关系，小李，我们还是去便利商店买吧，比较快。不用啦，便利商店很远。也还好吧。你等一下，冰水马上来。那好吧。咦，小李，你在看什么？哦，没有，这是这个是康太太的女儿。是哦。很可爱。Nice job. It takes time for new words and phrases and sounds to sink in, so I encourage you to keep listening to the dialogue at least once a day. If you have any questions or feedback or ideas that you want to share with me, I'd love to hear from you. 
you can always reach me at hello at mftgu.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>